All right, let's talk tennis with the, the coolest Twitter handle I've seen in a long time. Mr. Bubbles a la Brucey Baby. Bruce Davidson joins us now, owner of BLD Group of Companies. Bruce, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a, ch- been a while. It's been a while, John. Nice to be on the show. Nice to hear your voice and uh, to talk to you. And still have the, i got to change my Twitter handle, I've decided. I need <laughs> to find something cooler than Mr. Bubbles a la Brucey Baby. <laughs> okay, let's talk tennis. First of all, uh, Novak Djokovic getting into trouble for his tennis tournaments during the COVIDs. Uh, sh- should tennis be happening? Big question. Well, it's a big question, um, but you know, there's been uh, such a lot of fighting by the federations around the world uh, for their members to get back onto the court. We yeah. only saw here how Richard Glover, the CEO of Tennis South Africa, Red put a, a, a big effort in with uh, the Tennis South Africa board to get tennis uh, back on courts and um, lots of lobbying was done and presentations were done and they're back and you know the players uh, need to get onto the tour they need to start playing, they need to start earning money, they need to do what their trades um, really expect them to do and the problem is the longer they they, they're in lockdown, uh, you know, the worse it gets because um, you can practice and practice and hit balls and hit balls, mm-hmm. but when you play matches, it's a complete different ball game. We're already seeing it um, on court uh, at the uh, Southern Western Open uh, in New York right now. I've, I've been watching a little bit of the uh, the matches, and um, a lot of those players are very rusty. They're just not playing that same sort of game. So, yeah, they they wanted to get back. It was going to be a big challenge, and I think the U.S. Open were brave to put on this event. Um, living in the bubble, playing in the bubble, it's a complete uh, new uh, way of, of life, and I think we're all going to see a, a new norm going forward. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with, with starting tennis, and you know, my local tennis club is, uh, yeah, no problem. You, you play on opposite sides of the court. But the U.S. Open, the U.S. has got the most deaths, the most uh, cases. Would it not make sense, or c- could you have the U.S. Open in another country, like like the Formula One have been doing, where they have two weekends and just call it a different name? No, they wouldn't do that. The U.S. Open is is a, a, a U.S. Tennis Association proud event. It's right. a big money spinner, huge money spinner. New York, huge money spinner. Television audiences are massive. They're going to be even bigger after this event because there's no crowds um, going through to the U.S. Open. And uh, it is the biggest sporting um, income for the city of New York every year. So wow. there's no, there's no, yeah, it's by far the biggest sporting uh, uh, income for the city of New York. So there's no way the mayor and the governor um, were going to um, give it up. They were going to give it its best shot. Um, they are a very first world country, as we know. We know they've been through a horrific uh, uh, spell with their COVID-19, but I think that's mainly due to their leadership. Mm. But um, they they worked very closely with the US the USTA worked very closely with the ATP and the WTA tour and they created this incredible bubble and um, having spoken to Lloyd Harris having spoken to um, Jeff Gutierrez and Kevin Anderson it's quite incredible what this bubble's all about and mm. um, they can't go and discover the city they can't move out they 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 from arrival as their jets land in New York they went straight into this bubble what they call the bubble, and um, they had to have COVID tests. They had to wait uh, for uh, about 16 hours before the tests r- results were given. If they were negative, they had another one, and if they were negative after that, like Kane and Kishori, they were sent back home. Hmm. Um, from there, they went straight into their Long Island um, hotels, where two hotels were chosen, 
and very very selective and uh, the, the and the same uh, players have to be transported in the same vehicles at the same time and they go through to the US Open all the corporate suites I've been to a couple of those that are quite magnificent obviously are empty so all the seeded players have been put into corporate seats uh, suites sorry and um, they've been uh, isolated from everybody else and if you go into the locker rooms you only get 15 minutes in the locker room you've got to be out there's only 30 persons allowed in at one time so yeah it's it's, it's quite safe I, I must say and I think um, yeah they've done a good job and um, it's going to be interesting to see how the players to me, John, the big thing is, and I know this is, is, is a very important thing for a tennis player, is the crowd reaction and how they get involved with yeah. the games. Now there's nothing. Now we get especially the American crowd. <laughs> and especially, and you know, a person like Stefanos Tsitsipas, he and, and and he thrives on, on on that crowd involvement, and they're playing to absolutely. 27 cameramen. That's basically it's an umpire. So, you know, I, I think it's going to make a big difference. And I know Jeff Kutzer is very concerned about his uh, world number one doubles team of Cabal and Farah, who won the US Open last year, mm-hmm. because they are from Colombia and they thrive on vamos, vamos, and vamos again. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to happen too, too easily. They're going to have to inspire themselves, um, but not get that incredible um, Spanish support that. Uh, they, they've always relied on. I was speaking to football coaches and I say, what's it like playing in front of empty stadiums? And they say, it's like playing a practice match. The well, players struggle they, to, to lift themselves. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, at least they've got um, what, 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 what we would say is, is these crazy um, sounds. Yes. That, but, well, you know, yeah. Not, not locally. Yeah, but, 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 it, yeah, but they don't. But the, tennis is going to have absolutely nothing. And I've been, you know, I've been to the US Open early hours of the morning uh, before um, the players arrive, and I've walked into the Arthur Ashe Stadium with mm. uh, Rafael Nadal because that's when he, he likes to practice early hours of the morning, and it's just him, his coach, and hitting partner. It is eerie, mm. to say the least. When you just, the, the ball, first of all, echoes, it's, there's a rebound on the ball, bouncing, etc., etc. That's an it's an immense stadium as well. That 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 tennis court is 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 something special to behold. And to to see two players down the bottom there from that high camera, it's it's going to be quite sad in a way. It's, well, it's going to be well. I think they're going to get the camera work right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's going to change it. Yeah, or, te- tele- television is, is is amazing, and 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 technology is amazing. So it's I'm I'm very interested to see how this is all going to pan out because. It is going to be a different event compared mm. to normal. The, the baseball have put in virtual crowds for the television, so it's it looks as if the stands are full. And I see some of them. Shame there was a there was a baseball story I was watching on TV today. They've put teddy bears in some of the seats, and one of the baseball players hit the teddy bear on the head. I felt quite bad for the teddy bear, but the, <laughs> the, the Americans the Americans have ways of making, and they've got the technology, don't they? Yeah, they absolutely. But it's going to be very interesting because I think. You know, the point is some of the players and a lot of the players, um, you know, even Serena Williams, they play with the crowds. Yeah. You know, the, the crowd pumped them up, and and uh, it's it's going to be a, a very interesting. And we're going to have a, we're going to have a grand slam champion. It's a bona fide, proper tournament. I mean, there's lots of people saying, is it the real yeah, that's, US Open? That's going to be my question. Don't go away, Bruce, because that's going to where we're heading to now. Is it going to be a real US Open when looking at the withdrawals? We're going to chat about that in a second. Tweet at SFM Radio and at John Herica. 
Make your way towards 10 o'clock, Mandela with some great music after 10. We're chatting to Bruce Davidson, owner of the BLD Group of Companies, talking about tennis, the US Open. No Rafael Nadal and Ashley Barty, will number two, Simona Halep, also those that are pulling out because of concerns about COVID-19. It is the US Open, as you were saying, Bruce, but it, it will always, will it, will it have an asterisk next to it to say these players weren't there because of the COVIDs? Well, I think there's lots of uh, positives and negatives uh, towards this tournament. Uh, Marion uh, Batoli, who won uh, the Wimbledon Championships to the final of the U.S. Open, she's called it a farce um, with no uh, the num- with the number of players that have withdrawn. But you know, I, I, John, I did some homework before we went on air, and in 2016 and 2017, we played some Grand Slams without Nadal, Federer, Murray, War- Warinka. Chilich and Nikashori in the draw mm-hmm. and they still got played and they mm-hmm. still had winners. Del Potro was one of them also not there. So you know we have had grandstands where we've missed a lot of players. This one, you know Roger Federer, you know the end of the year is always a tough tournament the US Open because it's the last one and, and a lot of the players are tired. So the US Open is always the one that is going to find that it has a lot of withdrawals inevitably because it is the last Grand Slam of the year Mm. and the players after a long haul of 40-odd weeks are are tired. But the men, you know, you've you've said Rafael Nadal defending champions out. We know that Nick Kyrgios, he was the first one to pull out from Australia and Roger Federer, you know, has had to have surgery and he's out for the rest of the year. So we've only really got... We've got none of the top 100 men not playing and only two um, of the top 10. But in the women's, that's where I think we're going to see some interesting uh, surprises. The the top uh, 100 women are not there. And in the women's top 10, um, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six women, defending champion, Andrescu, as well as the world number one Ashley Barty amongst them, six of the top ten are not going to be in New York. Mm-hmm. So that makes it quite an interesting tournament. But I think that, you know, we've had tournaments before when where we've had a lot of players, you know, not not present. And uh, I'll back to 2016 and 2017, where, in, in fact, two Grand Slams didn't have Nadal, Fedra, Murray, Warinka, Chilich, and Nikashori, all top 12 players in the draw. Yeah, and and like you say, it's a U.S. Open. It's it's on the same courts. The winner will get the same trophy, the same prize money. So it mm. it, it, it it makes it, I guess, then more exciting because who knows who's going to win this year? Yeah, well, I think it's a very good chance for for outsiders to win. I yeah. think Kevin Anderson, for instance, who's got to the final of the U.S. Open twenty seventeen. Is he playing? He's playing. He's, he's definitely playing, and he's looking very good. I must say, mm-hmm. he's. he's He's hitting the ball and striking well. He's a bit of match practice missing. But, you know, there's some surprises that could come through. I think Dominic Thiem could win his first Grand Slam. We must remember there's Daniel Medvedev, who's uh, one of the, the top Russians. He had an incredible run uh, um, in uh, the U.S. last year. I think it was 16 matches without losing uh, a, a match. Uh, and it was an incredible one. We've got Stefanos Tsitsipas, the Greek, and Alexandra Zverev. Uh, so, Novak Djokovic hasn't got it easy, especially uh, <laughs> when it comes to the men's draw. But uh, the women's draw is wide open now that all those players, uh, Ashley Barty, Simona Halep, uh, uh, Bianca Andrescu, the defending champion, as I said, Belinda Bencic of Switzerland, Elena Svitolina and Kiki Burtons, all of those top 10 players on there. So, Serena Williams, if she really is sharp, could do 
that jinx that's been really <laughs> worrying her to get that 24th grand yes. that uh, for the court to record. So I think, you know, it's gonna, it is just going to be an interesting one how they manage it. But, you know, $60 million surprise, buddy. You know, $400,000 if you lose the first round. It's, 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 it's nothing to just, uh, you know, walk away from. It's a lot of money. And um, the one thing, John, I must just say to the listeners, that's just for the World Tennis Association, the Women's WTA, Women's Tennis Association, and the ATP Tour agreed that the points wouldn't be affected by any player because of this COVID-19. So Nadal, by pulling out, mm-hmm. won't lose his world ranking. He won't okay. slip down the charts. So that's made a big difference to a lot of decisions made by those uh, pretty odd players that aren't going to be there. They're not going to lose out on the world rankings. Uh, you mentioned Kevin Anderson, you, and earlier you said Lloyd Harris. Is Lloyd Harris in the draw as well? Yes, Lloyd's in the draw. He's 98 in the world First round uh, of, of of the draws without having to qualify. There is no qualifying. That's one of the big negatives of the U.S. Open this year. There's no qualifying event. And Lloyd Harris did qualify for the Southern Western um, Open, which is oh, excuse me, someone's at the door, but we'll ignore that one now. Uh, but uh, so the boys are definitely playing um, in the Southern Western Open, mm-hmm. which is uh, taking place right now on the same court. Now you must remember that okay. Southern Western Open was uh, due to be played in Cincinnati. And what they did was it's a, a, a 1,000 Masters event. It's a big event, men and women together. So instead of Cincinnati, they brought it into the bubble. So the Southern Western Open is being played on the same courts as the US Open at the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. So the players will get really accustomed to the mm. courts and the conditions. Lloyd Harris qualified for that. He's just lost. As we oh. went on air, he lost to uh, Taylor um, uh, Fritz of, uh, of, of the United uh, States, uh, 6163. But good that he actually won a few qualifying matches. And, um, and, and now he can really focus on, on preparing for uh, the US Open. Raven Clarkson is in the main draw as well in the doubles. Um, and obviously, Kevin Anderson very sure. excited to get back on court. So, you know, it's looking good. But I did, I must say, I got some videos from Lloyd Harris's coach, Anthony Harris. Wow, it's like a morgue. I mean, he <laughs> I just imagine. took some videos. There is nothing happening in this time wow. um, of the year. It would be 100, 120,000 spectators per day in that stadium. It is dead. Even the players' lounge, I mean, is just dead. It's, it's a complete different mm. vibe. To- totally. Going to be interesting to watch. Bruce Davidson, thank you very much. Owner of the BLD Group of Companies, and you can follow him as you heard on Twitter. Uh, go find him at Bruce BLD or look for Mr. Bubbles a la Brucey Baby. You are there, SAFM. That's the program for today. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been great. Thank you very much for your interaction as well on the program.